Welcome to BA Chats. I'm your host, Rachel Koontz, and this is my husband that does the show with me. His name is Gamal Koontz. Wow, the accent popped up real quick. Yes, I am. I'm a host, too. He's my man. He's the one I love. My dream come true. Kevin Koontz. Yeah, so, hey, thanks for listening to BA Chats. We have a, a fun show today. I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's a special show, but first, we want to yeah. um, just always remind you guys what BA Chats is. We're Bethel Atlanta Chats, and and um, we just have phenomenal people. There are phenomenal things going on, and God is doing huge things and uh, we wanted to share them. We, you know, you walk around here in so many stories, and after a while, you're like, goodness, I, we have to tell people. And so we did BHFs. So that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we yeah. do. And the other reason we do it is because um, the word testimony means to do it again, God. And so there's... And we share testimonies and, on BHFs. And that's what we do. We share testimonies on BHFs. So there's so many times that we run in, we run into people or we hear different stories and testimonies and we want you to know it's an invitation for you to come into the testimony for God to do it again for you. Cause if he does it, he's no respecter for person. If he does it for one person, he'll do it. He'll do it for another. He's just loaded. Yeah. He's got so many good ideas and so much to share and so much to give. He, he just, anybody all the time, 24 seven, he's like, who, who wants the good stuff? Testimonies, do it again, God. Exactly. Well, so, and so we're so grateful for the testimony. We're so grateful of testimonies that people have emailed in. And I did want to just give a quick update. We had do an it. email from a guy named Ryan who lives in, are you ready for this? Yes. He is on the underneath side of the planet in Australia. The underneath side of the planet. Unless it's us that he thinks we're on the underneath side Yeah, he side probably thinks the same thing. He's, like, yeah, they're in. he's on the other side of the world in Australia. Well, what I'd like to say, he's down under, Mike. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Every Australian listening was just yeah. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so put another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> you can't you can not say that. So what, what do people say about Americans that would make us go? What? We don't even say that. They probably Why say. Why does everybody think we say that? Hashtag America, you know, or something. <laughs> In an Australian net, that makes no sense. I know. Okay, share Ryan's <laughs> anyway, testimony. Anyway, so quick, we got to get through this quick because we have an awesome, awesome show for you today. All right, so um, so Ryan emails us in and said, and long story short, um, the, when we had Blake on, um, uh, we talked about Bassam at the very end of the show. Uh, Rachel had a word of knowledge about somebody who had chronic headaches and migraines and that the Lord was healing that. And it was specifically, it was from the time that they were little. Yeah. And so Ryan, from a little, from a little boy, Ryan had always had headaches. And after Rachel prayed, he, he literally got up the next day, has been 60 days pain-free, <laughs> no migraines. And he said, I had no idea. He said, I just learned to live with pain. He said, I had no idea that I could actually have this much freedom wow. in my life because of not ha- carrying out pain. Wow, so, or, or that, having to live in pain. It's that's beautiful. a new life. Like Jesus gave Ryan a brand yep. new life. Oh, yeah. it's just good news. Father, thank you. So, Sir, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing that to us. And we want, we want you to have the opportunity to email us. If something is happening to you when you hear the testimonies, email us. Um, it's easy. BHats at, at BethelAtlanta.com. BHats at BethelAtlanta.com. Super easy. We'd love to hear from you. Ryan, thanks for the communication. And again, anything that the Lord's doing, we absolutely want to hear about it and we want to celebrate with you. So on to today's BA Chats. Yeah. This is a very special BA Chats. Today we are joined by... Josh Marsden. <laughs> the, the laugh. <laughs> Josh Marsden Gill. Oh, the angels are 
singing. Josh is our producer. Josh, yep. hello. I'm glad you're here. How's it going? Great. Thanks for having me. He's the holy guts behind this operation. <laughs> behind the whole dang opera. The, the whole dang opera. <laughs> well, I'm super excited always to have Josh, but Josh is here today, and Josh and I are actually going to be interviewed. In this. We're going to interview each other for a very special reason. Yep. Yeah. Um, another special thing that we have going on in our body is this. We, we are a creative group of folks in the most beautiful way, like heaven Absolutely. manifesting. Absolutely. In our body, we have, we just brainstormed and made a list of about 10 people who have written books, mm-hmm. most of them recently, or made films, produced films, something like that. And we, you know, that's amazing. That's just yeah. super rare, very uncommon. And so we are going to start just getting our people on. And Josh and I, Josh has written a book. I've written a workbook. Josh is going to go first. But uh, Josh's book is going to be phenomenal. Thanks. Yeah. We are so Super excited. excited and so, Josh, we're going to have you go first. Tell us, what is the title of your book? Uh, the full title is uh, 365 Encounters, uh, Cultivating Daily Relationship with God. Okay. Now, if you guys haven't heard Josh and Mary, his beautiful wife, Mary, their, their BA chat before was basically one encounter after the next, after the next. You guys were our highest listened to podcast for a long time. Is that right? Yeah, it was pretty wild experiencing <laughs> that. <laughs> like, they listened to it. But that was great. Your encounters, Josh, they're yeah. beautiful. What an invitation to everybody. I'm so happy that you collected them. You put them in a book, man. <laughs> you know, it's a common misconception. Like every time I tell people the, the title, they think I've written down every single day and that's like I was not that great of a steward but <laughs> the book is is about uh just valuing encounters and how the more we you know have encounters the more we'll have and just ha- just stewardship of encounters and so. that's the premise of the book yeah absolutely and you wrote down your encounters lots yeah, of yeah there's encounters. a lot of them in there okay. um, but yeah not all of them <laughs> <laughs> Only hard. 365. I'm impressed. <laughs> that would be the size of the Bible. But, uh, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, yes. Um, so I guess it was 2017, January, uh, the Lord gave me a word. Uh, we were in, um, I was at a church in Prattville, Alabama, and uh, the Lord said, uh, free encounters. And my mind was fruitful with what he meant. Like, I'd never thought of it this way before, but... Um, but back in 2009, I'm jumping around a little bit, but back in 2009, the Lord had given me uh, an encounter every single day when he had finally convinced me to read the Bible all the way through. So it was, it was oh, related wow. to the word and, uh, and it, he, he like, he was just introducing me to who he was, um, on, on that level. So it was, wow. and I'd never even thought about it, but I, I, but I, I was aware during the year that, um, after a few weeks of of every, you know, all these experiences coming and all of them having to do with the, the daily reading that something amazing was happening. So, and now Josh, you weren't even in like an encounter culture where people were telling you, Oh yeah, absolutely. Jesus wants to encounter you. Correct. Right. No, it wasn't exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, word of faith culture is a little different than ours. So a little bit, a mm-hmm. little bit. Okay. So you were in that, in that culture, but Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit was just encountering you over and over every day in your Bible reading. Right. <laughs> what? How did you process through that? Like that had to be yeah. brand new. What in the world were you thinking? Um, it was, 
I, I didn't know what to think, but I did have to learn how to live my life <laughs> in the midst of all these crazy touches from God and moments with God. Like I watched people get healed. There was a, a spontaneous, like uh, a street ministry that God pulled together out of nowhere. There was a guy that, um, uh, that did, he was, he was addicted to crack for a time, but he had been trained as a pastor and uh, we ended up uh, doing a lot of street ministry with this guy. He got himself delivered from a lot of addiction and then we, but we watched, I mean, it was amazing. Like I, like I just remember walking around and people would be in their right mind for the first time in so many years and things like that. So they would, they would start talking to us and, and uh, peace would overwhelm them and they would be like, I haven't been able to like experience my right mind in in so long and it was it was just the most wild like unearned uh blessing that there ever had been in my life for sure wow. so it was it was just amazing to watch god uh you know work i mean in my personal time there was tons of revelation i would get taken up into open visions and uh, so there were there were just moments of like experiencing the electricity of god and just like how how he can shake us violently and, um, uh, you know, nothing like Bill Johnson's everyday six month uh, getting shocked or, <laughs> or whatever, but it was, uh, but there was some really I don't dramatic know, It sounds real similar to that, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like there was a super similar guy. <laughs> he really wanted to get through to me that, um, that daily fellowship with the Lord was a real thing. And, uh, it was not like an abstract idea, but it was something that we could, um, I had a, uh, I remember early on in my salvation and it's hard, the timeline gets all mixed up, but early on in my salvation, I, um, I just, I had this Moses moment where I was like, I can't, I can't get up from here and leave this place without you. And I don't want to. So I'd mm-hmm. rather, I'd rather be, you know, like uh, tentless in the desert or whatever, than uh, be in a, a, a palace without your presence. I, I just, uh, there's just no point in living life if, if you're not going to be with me. And I, I, I think he loved it. He loved it when I said that. And, uh, and <laughs> it took him, loved I felt it. like he so loved that. Good. Oh, you know he did. So, so yeah, he just he showed me that it was even more possible than I thought. And it was, it was tricky. Like I would get, I would be in like business meetings and things like that. And the Holy spirit would tickle me <laughs> or what whatever. So it was, it was so inappropriate, you know, <laughs> like, come on. like we're talking about numbers or something and the Holy spirit's like making me laugh, you know, and I, and I couldn't stop laughing and there's no reason to laugh. There's no, <laughs> nothing I can like pawn it off on, you know? Um, so sure. I had to leave, <laughs> you know, like get up wow. and leave. But there was a, there was a lot of that and it was, it was just, and it was a tough year of my life. It was so hard. I was going through so much. Um, my business was, wasn't going well. I was trying to do my own business and, uh, someone stole some of my ideas at one point. It was just the worst kind of business year ever. And, um, and, uh, like, yeah. And then it was just uh, looking for a job and all those kind of things, making sure I was sending out like 10 resumes a day and going through that whole thing. It was like, this is back in 2009. So there was, you know, the economy was not what it right. is today. Right. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a tough time, but man, the Lord gave me a, a dream that started the whole thing off. He told me, um, anytime I, I remember the first day and this, Wait, this was a dream that, that started this season of encounters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great. And again, I did, he didn't title it until that meeting in Alabama, Prattville, that 365 encounters. Wow. Um, uh, you know, he, he told me free encounters. 
Um, and in that moment, I knew what he had given me was a gift. It was a gift of 365 encounters. And, um, wow. so, and the reason he was telling me in that meeting, sorry, I'm bouncing back and forth, That's but, all right, man. um, but he was telling me that so that I could give it away. And so, uh, but it, there wasn't enough time. So I didn't actually say anything in that meeting, which is so confusing, but there was a, another meeting and I rarely ever speak at Bethel Atlanta, but, uh, I was called up at a Bethel life meeting to, uh, to pray for the people. And the Lord said the same thing. He said, uh, I'm, you know, I, my gifts are irrevocable. And so I realized wow. I could, give this thing away and yeah. um and so i prayed over there, there was one lady there that had decided she wanted to re- read the bible that year and uh, she raised her hand and i said oh awesome i'm gonna pray for you you're gonna have 365 encounters <laughs> so Gosh. anyway i met with that lady two months later and i said hey so how are the encounters going and she's like nothing <laughs> not, <laughs> not i was like oh great so like i stewed That's on that it was, the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. So I was, I mean, and then it was December before I, I just stewed on that. And I'm like, okay, I have no idea what you're saying to me, Lord. And, uh, uh, I'm going to go back to where I was, but like, uh, like with the, um, you know, at the end of that year, December came along and I, I'd been stewing on this, like, wow, how do I give these away? Like, what are you talking about? And, and I finally felt like I should write a book, and I, I announced it in my third year Bassam class. And I've been trying to write a book for twenty years, even before I got saved. So wow! I didn't this know one, that. This one, December, um, you know, and I, you know, I wrote the book in like eight months. So Whoa! It was, and it's sixty. You know, it's a, it's a full length book. It's sixty seven thousand words or sixty four thousand words or something. Gosh. So, and it was all there. I just felt like, oh, this is great. It's it's there, and uh, this is complete. So that was a miracle in and of itself. It's a miracle. <laughs> that is yeah. a blooming miracle. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, it was a, it was a wild year of uh, of encounters. So that's kind of where it's coming from. Like you know, and it was really important too. The Lord was pointing out to me. Um, even the little encounters are important. You know, like uh, the like I always. Um, just, you know, you get those little tiny shocks or whatever, like your hairs would stand up on the back of your neck. And a lot of people get those. And the Lord kind of, he just he confronted me about it one time. And he said, why wouldn't I create the chemicals that would respond to my presence? <laughs> and I just, just like that, I started to pay attention to those. And, um, I mean, it was, um, then I started to realize it was a language. It was a type of communication that the Lord would use oh, wow. to let, let me know, like when he was around. Or when he's doing something, or when I should pay attention, or sure, um, or if, you know, any any number of things like that. And uh, so, it, it, but anyway, I bring that up because it, uh, one of the things that I really talk about in the in the book is um, even the smallest little things. If we begin to steward them and start paying attention to those, then we can expect dr- the more dramatic ones. You know, the, the like because we're just stewarding this thing that God is constantly pouring out. Fill that out for us really quickly. Fill us out first. When you say encounter, what Mm -hmm. are you talking about for folks that are just completely unfamiliar? Yeah, I definitely want you to know, like, I'm not talking about the, I'm not trying to water down anything, (laughs) you know, but I do believe that every little encounter as as well as the big ones count. Um, So, I mean, encounters are just the nearness of God and he communicates in a lot of different ways. There's just so many ways. Uh, If we thought it was just English or something like that, we'd really be missing out. So encounters are communications. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And to me, and I just, yeah, I just feel like 
he's he's you know one one way that I um, I processed through this recently was thinking about um, and this might be a little deep but it was you know I was thinking about Thomas and how you know he needed that uh, that touch before mm-hmm. he could feel like he was just going to be who he was you know he was like and then he became an evangelist because of that experience, like knowing like I, I will never have to guess if Jesus is real or if Jesus died on that cross or, or any of that or rose from the dead. I'll never have to guess again. And so for me, I think encounters are really about that. Like it well, takes out the guesswork. And yes, there's a blessed place for those that kind of make it through without those kind of encounters. But I'm not one of those guys at all. I, just, <laughs> I couldn't do it. And I, honestly, I don't don't envy them. But I, I don't, you know, I mean, that's that's wonderful. And God bless you. That's amazing. Uh, but I do, uh, I do want to point out that it seems odd to me from, uh, you know, from a sonship perspective that God would want uh, anyone that does want encounters and does want the nearness of God and does want the constant presence presence of God uh, to have to go without it. That doesn't well, make a lot of sense to me yeah. at all. Would encounters be a synonym? Encounter be a synonym for relationship? Absolutely. Yeah. And relationship's a big word. It was loaded uh, when I first heard it. And I, it, we did another podcast where I talked about my salvation experience. So I definitely won't go there, but um, but one of the key words in that meeting was relationship with Jesus. And it just blew my mind. I was like, what? <laughs> cause that, that word was pregnant. You know, it was just yeah. like relationship isn't something I can do through some kind of religious step program. Right. I mean, it, like the only relationships I've ever known have been, uh, you know, tangible. And so even with that kind of that word, that's, I, I want, I tossed up even on the title of the book, like whether I should use, uh, you know, daily fellowship with the Lord or daily uh, cultivating daily fellowship with the Lord or cultivating daily, daily relationship with the Lord. And to me, it was just like, you know, that word's continuing to be pregnant wow. <laughs> with the wow. uh, promise and the, you know, just the nearness of who Jesus is. So yeah, the whole body, you know, uh, I mean, the whole Godhead, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and Father God, they're all um, tangible, and they're all present in our world, and they're all near, and uh, it's just, just something I could talk about all day. It's wonderful. Obviously, <laughs> something you could write a book about. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, we're so glad you did. Thanks. You are. Okay, so in the book, you talk about encountering the mm-hmm. Father. You actually talked about that on our last podcast that we had with you and your sweet Mary. Right. Encountering the Father, encountering Jesus. Mm-hmm. But we did not hear about your encounter, the first encounter that you had with the Holy Spirit, but you cover that in the book. Could Absolutely. you kind of salt the oats and share a little bit with us now? <laughs> yeah. Um, so... It's uh, probably one of the most tangible encounters I ever had. I was, uh, we were in, I was with the, the same Word of Faith Church. We were in uh, La Paz, Mexico, and um, and they, of course, believe in praying in tongues and things like that. So uh, that was pretty normal for them. And um, it's a great group. It's a great culture. Oh, yeah. I love them so much, and uh, it's my spiritual family all mm-hmm. the way forever. Precious. Um, and so we were helping to uh, put on like a Christmas uh, kind of um, celebration for this for in La Paz, Mexico, and um, and while we were there, the they had a service and it was in Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, uh, <laughs> even though I got saved in a Mexican church. So I don't know. That's so awesome. Uh, That's the best. <laughs> um, so so. 
the, the service, I didn't really know what was going on. Every once in a while, one of my friends would, you know, try to explain some of, because they could tell I was like engaged, uh, you know, with it. And, um, I'm sitting there and I'm about to, you know, kind of tune it out and I feel water, um, at my ankles. And I, I thought, you know, it's a new church. They, they literally just built it. So I'm thinking a pipe burst and something bad just happened. And so I look down, but there's no water and I don't see anything. And I'm like, what in the world? Like I can feel it, you know? And, I, and so that freaks me out. And then I realize it's actually getting higher and it, it got up to my knees and I'm still sitting and I'm starting to feel like something, uh, just like tingles or whatever my body like drunkness or whatever like just wow. something intoxication uh of some i mean just a very pure intoxication and uh so it just keeps coming up comes up to my chest the guy's still preaching in spanish he's getting fiery up there you know and uh you know and then it goes up to my neck and i'm like oh my gosh what's gonna happen and it goes over my head and i am out of my mind like the drunkest I've ever been in the Holy Spirit um, like, <laughs> falling down and trying and my friends are getting annoyed with me you know they're not having the same experience I am <laughs> yeah. no one else is in the church correct <laughs> yeah no no one else is really Whoa. experiencing or at What's least happening? just to my understanding yeah. um, I, there are other people that anyway the guy does a, an altar call at the end and, and a bunch of people came up then so I'm not sure what they were experiencing um, but I I I, uh, one of my friends says, Hey, you're going to have to get up there. And so I realized I'm going to have to walk and use my legs and everything to get up there. And so they kind of helped me and uh, stood me up. And, uh, there's, there's one guy that speaks in English up that was a pastor. And so he comes over and he prays for me and he puts his hand over my heart and he actually never touched my chest. Um, but, uh, cause I asked him afterwards, but, uh, he, he just in, about two inches from my chest, he puts his hand and, um, and, there was something like a fire hydrant unleashed and it just hit my, hit my chest with really strong water, went into my heart and, uh, and then out the, the crown of my head and just like, just Gosh. powerfully like moving and just super strong. But, and I don't know how I could tell this. I could actually taste it in the back of my mouth. It was the purest water. Like it was just the cleanest water I'd ever tasted. And, um, and, wow. uh, it, it was amazing. The, the guy read my mail. He knew everything about me. Um, and he, uh, he immediately said, Josh, you're going to have to uh, turn your analytical mind off, you know? And he nailed me with that, you know, and a lot of other things, but like, uh, it, that was me. I was well, going to try. Like your analytical mind was drowning at that point. Yeah. So yeah, yeah was for real. super faithful to help you along with that good word. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was just like. That was that was it. And I, I was gonna overthink it if if he hadn't said that. And so I and he said, "Why don't you just start, you know, moving your moving your mouth? Like whatever sounds come out, it's it's all gonna be God. Just trust it, you know." And, and I said, "Okay, let's do this," you know. And I didn't even want a prayer language. Didn't think it was important. So this um, is your baptism experience. Yeah. Your baptism in the Holy Spirit. Wow! Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Josh! <laughs> wow! And so I uh, so and it just noises start coming out and I just followed it through and I realized that once I started um and I did put some effort into it but then it just started rolling out and I couldn't even stop it and it was just amazing and um and then this 
uh, you know, as if all this stuff wasn't crazy enough, um, I, the Lord gave me a gift of being able to interpret my own tongues for like two weeks. I didn't know it was going to wow. end, but like, and I kind of wish I did, <laughs> you know, so that I could have stewarded that a little better, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's one of the reasons I wrote the book is like, you know what, Stuart, all your encounters the best you can. Cause like, wow, God does things for seasons. And then, but this was a powerful thing that he did. Like, I, I you know, every time I would pray, I could just, my mind would be fruitful. So it wasn't, it wasn't a word for word thing. It was just a, I understood what I was saying. And, and wow. it was, it was always others focused. Uh, it was, there was just little, and that's not to say that every person that prays in tongues is praying the exact same thing. I'm sure God has lots of things he wants to do through, through the prayer language. But I think the reason was pretty clear because I was an analytical person. He wanted to give me enough that I would know my hands in the wounds of Jesus kind of moment with praying in tongues that I would know that it was real. I would just know that I know I'd never have to look back and say, well, maybe it's not or whatever. I don't, I don't ever have those moments because he's so generous with these encounters. Wow. I mean, literally every, every time I pray in tongue, even if I can't figure out what I'm saying or anything like that, I just know it's super important to him. And so it just allows me to go for it, you know, Gosh, that is beautiful. What was the first encounter that you had? Was it at the father when you got born again in the park? Yeah, that was really, okay. and that was before I got saved. You know, he wow. broke some rules on that. You know, and I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it may not have been the first one. I remember another crazy story. Um, it, it, like uh, my friend and I were actually getting drunk in a van one night. And, uh, and because I had gone to church with my mom when I was little and things like that, he asked me, he just had a moment of like, well, and we were drunk, <laughs> you know, like physically on uh, alcohol, you know, and like, um, and he asked me, you know, if he could get saved or what he would have to do to get saved. And I was like, well, I guess, you know, and I didn't, I didn't know much, but I was like, well, I think what they do is they pray to like Jesus and then you give your life over to him. Uh, just kind of awkwardly. And, and then he's like, well, would you do that with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Oh my word. <laughs> so, so I prayed with, with my friend and, um, and he gave his life to Jesus and the best way we knew how, I don't wow. remember what the words were, but, but I do remember what happened next, which was this, this crazy tangible presence of the Holy spirit filled that van and we got totally sober in a second, both of us. And I didn't, I mean, I wouldn't consider that my salvation moment at all. I was so not serious about the whole thing. And, wow. And um, so I'm, I'm sitting there and I feel really awkward being in that environment. <laughs> like, <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> and you were insta sober. That's so uh, funny. So I, was, I was like, I'll ah, see you later, man. Great. Great for you. I'm so happy for you. Are encounters what's happening in heaven and we just turn our attention to them towards uh, heaven and, and we start yeah. experiencing it in the flesh? Is that what's happening? I think it has to do with that, you know, Father, bring heaven to earth, uh, you know, uh, let it be like on earth as it is in heaven and those kind of things. Like heaven is all around us. I, I so admire Blake Healy and just the, uh, his a seeing gift. Every once in a while, God will give me something similar. Uh, but, uh, in, in, you know, in those moments, I'm just realizing, wow, there's a lot going on. Like, um, there's, uh, there's colors that we're not looking at. There's, 
there's purpose that we don't see. There's, there's, uh, you know, lots of beings that are crazy, just different. They have more dimensions than we can look at. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're not just 3d, you know, they're like four or 5d, you know, they're, it's, it's just wild looking things that are, and God has wild gifts to give to all of us. And, and just being open to that, I think is what, uh, is, is a a driver for, for genuine revival because, uh, I just think that, you know, the more heaven comes, the more these wild gifts get activated and the more they get confirmed and uh, people begin to believe that what they have is something that, that is God. And, um, you know, and it's, it's loving and it's brave and it's, uh, full of life and not speaking like death over things or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Then you start to, you, you have this peace in it that you're just like, wow, this is really wild. This is really different, but it's really pure Yeah, and it's really loving. And, and I do believe that it helps me know Jesus and it helps me understand his gift to humanity and bringing us all. That was Jesus's desire for all of us was that we would know his father the way he did. He, he, in the first 30 years of his life, he must've been cultivating something so that he could, that he could go to him and ask him, what do I do today? And, uh, that's, that's, you know, I mean, and what God may be asking us to do is, is probably something that really suits us, you know? Uh, not out of comfort, but just out. I mean, you, you might be pulled out of your comfort zone quite a bit, but but you're made for it. But you're and made you're for it and yeah. designed for it. So it's not going to be this awkward thing that he's pulling you into to make you feel like you're less than than who he created you to be. He's not like that. He's he's a wonderful father, and and he did design us specifically and full of purpose. And and uh, uh, this is a sidetrack, but like uh, once I wasn't in heaven in a, in a ballroom in a, in a dream and and the thing that stood out to me the very most was uh was how much purpose everything had in the room and everything's alive in heaven every single thing like the the claws the the silverware the the lamps or whatever just anything you're looking at has and it's so purely full of purpose it just loves jesus wow. with everything that it is and <laughs> so that's been my experience and he's taught me to believe it you know because at first you know you can shrug some of these things off and you're just like well maybe it's you know whatever maybe i'm crazy or maybe i'm schizophrenic or like i could give myself a new label but uh yeah he's been so busy taking labels off of me through these encounters that i haven't been wow, able to beautiful i haven't been able to pick any more up and yeah. say you know, and even if I can for a little bit, you know, then I have to take it back off and say, well, you know what, why, why would he bother? Why, what would this be all about? Why would he just tease us? Why would he keep us in those kind of, those same questions that kept me an atheist before I got saved <laughs> are actually the, the questions I'm asking now that won't release me from like the, the absolute, you know, just presence of who he is and, and just knowing that, wow, this moment is real because he made it real. And every single moment that I have from here is, is just going to be another one. Wow. With him. That's so good. Josh, that's beautiful. Yes. Thanks. So, this, oh, go, yeah. you go ahead, baby. No, n- no, you go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Well, so <laughs> your turn, your turn. Uh, well, no, I'm just gonna, I was gonna say. So, what, so the details of your book. So, um, do you have like a, a release date? Do you like? Do you have timelines of when that, when, when it'll be available? Um, I, I know I saw a posting on social media that I was like, 
He did what? <laughs> he wrote a what? <laughs> when did he do that? <laughs> yeah, and so I'm grateful for this opportunity just to talk and put it out there more. But uh, it, so I'm hoping that I'll have it completely done. It's with the editors right now, wonderful wow. editors. Um, God told me five, which is actually not a not a normal thing uh, in the book writing world. But I guess it's been a wonderful experience actually because people have been just giving themselves into it. Um, and but anyway, I'm hoping to get through all of that and get it uh, self published, which is actually a great way to do things these days because you get to keep your rights and it's not very expensive like it used to be. So you, you print per copy, so you're saving the planet, all kind of stuff. <laughs> anyway, so but yeah, I'm hoping that uh, the end of November, early December, I'll, I'll actually have. Oh, you'll be able to purchase my book. That's Are you considering doing it in a digital form as well, format, or where they Definitely. can like download it on like iTunes or Amazon or ebook? And e-books. Yeah. I think maybe next year, sometime, I'll try to record it um, and do an audio audio book as well. Are you having pre sales? Is there something we could order right now, or how can we find out? How can we look at your book right now? <laughs> um, I am I am doing a fundraiser campaign because <laughs> bring when, it, baby. <laughs> when you're writing a book, you don't think about like, oh yeah, this is actually going to cost money when I get done to produce this thing. Uh, so that got past me, and um, but so I, I just I'm trying to raise some money to pay people, even you, volunteers. Josh. You know, like you're volunteering, but I would just love to bless you. That doesn't, you know. I mean, that's a lot of work to oh, good for you. just do for free. So how can we, how can we give? How can you, we help? How can we help <laughs> this thing? Did you have like a GoFundMe page? Or? I, I have. Uh, it's not a GoFundMe page, but it's just right there on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you look me up and you'll find my fundraiser. Okay, my so spell fundraiser. that last name. Josh, are you Josh or Joshua? Joshua Marsengill. Marsengill is M-A-R-C-E-N-G-I-L-L. Okay, it's on my Facebook page, too. I shared oh, it. Oh, you guys, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you yeah. can just give on that Facebook. That's where you're raising all of your funds. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Josh, cool. I have a couple more questions about the book real quick. Does oh. Jesus encounter you more, or are you encountering him? Um, he encounters me mostly. There has been, uh, I've gotten jealous for certain encounters. Like, I've got to have that, and then the Lord would would bring it to me, uh, which is kind of wild. But anyway, that's awesome. the only way that I've actually, there's been this pursuit and we mentioned this on the last podcast too, but it's, it's, there's something he's doing. And I, I think it can't be just for me. It's gotta be for everyone where he just wants me to know that I know that I know that he's super real. And so that, so a lot of this has been his pursuit, but, um, I'm learning to pursue him and in, in yeah. some of these things as well. That works too. I think it goes both ways. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your hope for the book? My hope is definitely for people that uh, this won't just be something that the Lord said to me in this meeting in Prattville, Alabama, but it will be a reality that, uh, especially I think like if if we think encounters are unreachable, that, you know, they would be, you know, just more attainable for everyone. I mean, heaven's not short on encounters, guys. It's just not. It's not a possibility. God has plenty. He's got storehouses waiting for you. You know. Are they for everybody? They're for everyone. Even the conservative? Even the conservative, anyone. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Definitely. Nonpartisan. 
you know, just a, a perspective on encounters, just to try to, try to uh, yeah. translate and help people understand. Please. I think every great invention we've ever had was an encounter. It was wow. a good idea. Wow. The Lord whispered something or somebody had a question and the Lord answered. It was encounter and we got light bulbs, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's just yeah. he's just connected to us. He's just pursuing us and communicating constantly. Super good. Great ideas. Yeah. He's wonderful. And even when he rebukes you, it's a wonderful thing. You'll, uh, you know, it I, takes I gotta, you a week to yeah, realize. Yeah, like, I think Wait. I got corrected last week. Yeah. I just loved it so much when he said it, though. <laughs> yeah. You'll bust into some gratitude. Like, yes. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, so 365 days of encounters. Mm-hmm. Josh, thanks, man. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for stepping out. Thanks yeah. for being faithful. Yay for that word that the Lord gave you, and we absolutely can't wait. We will continue to keep you updated on how you can get hold of Josh's book on yeah. BA Chats. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you'd like to give, which I really hope that you do, that you would, I would just encourage you to. This is good ground. Oh, Josh yeah. Marsengale, yeah. he's just good ground. That's right. I mean, good ground. you just so into this boy. He can grow some stuff. <laughs> but you can find him on Facebook. So Joshua Marsengale. Kevin, have you shared it on your page, baby? I have. Okay. I sure have. You can share it. Yeah. So yeah, Kevin's awesome. page, Kevin Kuntz, Rachel Kuntz, we're K-O-O-N-T-Z, but um, find there and you can give on Facebook and what a good idea. Is it going well? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So cool. I'm so happy with it, everything. Great. So okay. Okay, well, well Josh, yeah, there Josh. you go. We'll ke- Again, we'll keep you up on it. And, and on to me. Yeah, yes. on to you. Okay, guys, ask me all the questions you want to. I would answer every single one. Well, oh, my gosh, there's so many questions. So, so uh, Rachel, yes? tell, tell us about... What book you have been working on? Thank you for asking, Kevin. <laughs> I appreciate you asking me. I have written Timelines and Covenants, God's Journey of Restoring His Fallen Creation to Glory Through His Own Spirit and His Precious Son, Jesus. And it's wow. actually in workbook form right now. Um, but it, it came from an encounter. Wow. Yeah, that's, that was going to be my question. Oh, okay. Well, here, go back. <laughs> so, Ask me that question. So how did this book come about, Rachel? It came from an encounter. <laughs> oh, an encounter. <laughs> tell us about your encounter. Let me tell you about my encounter. <laughs> I, too, was not in an encounter culture. We were in a very much uh, faith yeah. group of folks that I love and loved and, I mean, just wonderful. But there was nobody going, hey, guess what? <laughs> Jesus wants to, like, manifest and change your whole big flipping life. It's going to be awesome. You know, I mean, it just wasn't anything that was taught. But, you you know, you know the Lord well enough to know he's real. If he's real, you're going to have encounters. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Babe. You know, I mean, you can just kind of figure yeah. that out. But I had grown up. I have to give you a little bit of background. I'd grown up in church. Thank the Lord for my family. I, I just appreciate them. They've always been so faithful and they've always pointed. My mother led me to Jesus. Jesus came to my baptism. I mean, I just, I'm mm. so thankful for forever for my family. I mean, they just, they just introduced they me honored to the Lord really well. They did. They introduced me to my makeup yeah. and, um, raised in that environment, raised in a Baptist environment. Again, so super thankful had heard Bible stories my entire life, knew all the Bible stories, have always been my favorite. I'm, here I am at 44, and I'm still just a history. I just love stories and information and, and mostly stories. And so I loved the Bible stories. But I had had an inner environment of basically this my entire growing up. 
Father, if you said it, I know that it's true. If I read it in the Bible, I know it's true. If I learn it in Sunday school, I know that it's true, but that doesn't even sound like you. This was my inner environment for about 35 years. Let's see, I'm 44. No, it's about 33 years. Mm. You know, you just hear so much in church, growing up in church, which I'm so thankful for, but you hear so much of, it's really other people's perspectives and some misinformation and folks working things out, which is fine. I mean, that's just people. That's just living with people. We're all trying to work it out. And so I'm not bitter about it at all, but I had just heard so much that I was like, what? That can't even be a thing. And he had been so faithful. Jesus had been so faithful from the time I was a little girl to just encounter me to just, he just manifested himself to me. I mean, I have, I can pull up anytime I want to. And I pull it up very often, him sitting on the side of my bed and just talking to me at night and, and healing my gerbils and healing my dogs. And, and again, coming to my baptisms and it was all just him. I mean, it it was my normal. I was older before I realized, like I'm looking around listening to people and I, it took me years to realize that everybody was not just talking to Jesus face to face in the rooms at night. Right. Yeah. And it was all him. And, um, again, my parents just, you know, issuing in the Holy spirit always cause they were beautiful people. But anyway, so I knew him well enough and very well to know that he was completely kind, mm. that he was completely beautiful, that he was completely generous and that he was totally just, just loving that. I guess my, my dominant thing that I would have characterized Jesus in my childhood as is just kind over the top kind. I mean, his kindness is, is my, my most, my most vivid childhood memory is the kindness of Jesus. And I knew that per, like face to face. And so to hear, yeah. you know, and just honestly, just read Bible stories about you told Joshua to do what? I'm confused. <laughs> what happened to Job? The devil asked you what? I am so, <laughs> you wouldn't even do that. But if it says it in the Bible, I'm in. So wow. this was my environment. Yeah. Absolutely, like I can't, I can't see you doing this. I, I, but if the Bible says it, it's the truth. So I just lived, and honestly, that little fog. It was a semi pseudo kind of confusion until I was about thirty two, thirty three. So it's been, mm-hmm. it's been, it's been a long time now. But uh, Kevin and I. So this is fast forward. I just live in that. That's my normal. Um, we were watching a video, and there was a teacher teaching. His name was Arthur Menchez. I still love him. He's from a, South Africa? Yeah, a minister from South Africa. I was watching a video, and it was Karis Bible College, and I was mm-hmm. watching a Karis Bible College video that he was teaching, and he was talking about the great mystery. Kevin had fallen asleep. He was asleep in my lap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing I when you can it. sleep through an encounter. <laughs> the encounter that is it's defining my life. It's and my a defining moment. Was asleep in my life. Sawing logs. <laughs> <laughs> I just always have to throw that in. But, you know, encounters are very much like that, though. They're so super personal. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm teasing, babe. No, but okay. um, he said something about the great mystery that at the time I said this for, actually, I said this for years. Jesus walked in the room. Now, mm-hmm. since then, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jesus walked in the room. But since then, the Father has corrected me and said, I'm always in the room. I never go anywhere. (laughs) You couldn't get rid of me if you were trying to. But what uh, Pastor Menchez said was this beautiful piece of of truth that unlocked my understanding. It unlocked, it turned my awareness towards Jesus. It was this gorgeous truth, this biblical truth that I had never heard, that I didn't know. And when he said it, it so stunned my mind that my mind opened up. 
my soul opened up. I opened up and I could just discern what was happening in the room. Yeah. That's good, man. And this is what was happening in the room. God was, I mean, busting out. He so present, filling the room full, full beauty, full wonderfulness. And I had two major things that I noticed in this encounter. And it was, you know, everything. I was overwhelmed by what he knew just by virtue of being there. And I, I don't think up until then, I, you know, you know how you know something, but then you know something, it clicks. Mm-hmm. It clicked where I was like, you were there. You saw, you have seen everything. You were there when the stars were made. You, you, you have witnessed everything. You're not like me reading about it, receiving things by faith. Mm. You saw it happen. Like you, it, you were there and you, you know, everything. And that was the overwhelming, just you, his, his knowledge. You got an understanding is what it sounds like. His knowledge was weighty. Like, uh, I could feel it physically. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just, I mean, it, the, the presence in the room of his knowledge and what he knew was so, I still don't have words for it, guys. And again, it's been, it's been a long time. Are and you going to leave him on the edge of the seats and not tell him what author said? Yes, I am because it's a different story. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm not going to what author said. I, it, and then the second that thing. That is awesome. The second thing that I noticed after just, you know, everything is I could ask you anything. You'll tell me anything. <laughs> it was such a. A daughter's yes. perspective, like you're loaded and it's all mine. Those yes. are my two, those are my two things about you. You've got it all and you, you won't hold anything back from me. I could ask you anything. And so I'm sitting there on the sofa. This video is still running, but I'm lost at this point. I am completely consumed by what has been going on in the room, but that I just, my heart has just been opened up to. My soul has just been opened up to. My awareness has just been opened up to. So I take a second and I'm just sitting there like, man, I, I want to make good. I want to take advantage of the situation. I want to, I want to really be pure to my own heart. What do I even want to ask? So I consult my own heart and basically like, I don't know what I want to ask. And up and like a spring, it literally felt like a volcano, like a spring, like literally mm-hmm. l- rivers of living water. Like mm-hmm. the Bible says up and out of my belly and out of my mouth. I start verbally saying I do not understand what in the world is with the Garden of Eden. Why would you not give Adam and Eve the heads up? They didn't even know what was right and wrong. Why did you make a tree that was evil? If you made a tree that was evil, that means you have evil to give. And I totally don't understand. I know you don't have evil to give. I know you. And I just like 90 to nothing. I'm going to just start talking, 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 and just have 20 questions about David and about Joshua and about just Job and about all of them about, I, mm. I am thoroughly confused by the old covenant. This was my, this is what mm-hmm. came up and out of me. And then I just stopped. It was like, it just came to a, a, a stop. And the Lord spoke, I've heard him three times with my outside ears. And this was not one of them, mm. but he was, he was speaking when my sternum was shaking. Like I could feel the vibration physically in my sternum. Wow. And the first wow. thing that he said was, I honored a decision that human beings made. That was his initial statement. And then he didn't stop talking for seven days. (laughs) I had about five minutes of just, and then he did for about seven days. I didn't leave the house. 
Kevin took the kids, helped me with the kids. I got off of work. Praise the Lord. We worked for people that were, I was like, God's talking to me. <laughs> we were on the air at that time, and they were revivalists too. So they were like, girl, shut yourself in that house and hear that father of yours. And I got a book down and just wrote for seven days. Just He just walked me through the old covenant and told me, who Jacob was and what Jacob was doing and, and who Esau was and what Esau was doing and about the bowl of soup and what that was. And I mean, he just walked me through the old covenant and not just the old covenant, but the new, well, it was mostly the old covenant, honestly, but he, I got an idea more than I ever had up until that point about what in the world has even happened to us in this new covenant. What in the world it even is number one, that the new covenant is a thing. But like that we're different. Like I saw, I am, we are different, not because of anything except for where I was born on a timeline because of Jesus, because I'm after Jesus, I'm wildly different. Wow. And so for 13 years, for 14 years, I have been listening and letting the Lord just adjust all of my perspectives in culture, all of my perspective in history, all of my perspectives in politics, all of my perspectives in family, all of my perspectives in the, in this, in the mountains of culture. I just l- have been listening for 13 years, 14 years, yeah. and just letting him translate about because of this, this is what's actually happening. This is what's going on. You need to adjust here. And he is just, it. it's like a, he's like a clock worker. To me, somebody that's in a clock that, you know, all the any workings of a clock and he's just in there going, adjust, adjust, Mm -hmm. adjust, 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 do this. And this is what this means. And this for this whole entire time. And so, um, I wrote it down the best that I could. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And so it's, I'm super, obviously I'm super excited about it. I could talk about it all day long. I'm not that gal that would shy away because it. It has changed my life more than any anything that's ever happened to me, honestly. Yeah. It's been the thing that gave me all of my answers that made everything make sense. I mean, even now when things are super confusing and I'm like, wait, what? The, the Holy Spirit can take these keys that he's given me and start just, he just plugs stuff in. I don't know how to say it except for that. It's like, you know what? It's like a switchboard operator. You know the old switchboards? Yeah. He does that. Where he'll nice. just start unplugging yeah. and plugging in from what you've been thinking this and this was your perspective. But if you really, if you look at it through blah, 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 and this, right. you know, this is actually what's happening. And he's yeah. just constantly just rewiring yeah. things. I don't That's what yeah. it feels like. It feels like rewind. He's just explaining yeah. himself. And, and at the bottom of timelines and covenants and the point yeah. of timelines and covenants is basically this, all of it. I could nutshell it, guys, in, in about five things. But the big <laughs> nutshell is this. <laughs> Um, God's completely innocent. He's totally innocent. Yes. <laughs> He's not guilty wow. at all. And and we would never just flat out go, you're guilty. You're bad. You make, you did blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we wouldn't say I've it. I've heard it. But that's, yeah, well, most people wouldn't say that. We, we, we wouldn't say it just mostly because we're not stupid. And we know that that's mm. not true. But mm. on accident, through misinformation, and honestly, through not enough information, yeah. from half-truths and not enough truth, we accidentally live in the posture of constantly accusing him of, of being less than perfect, less wow. than good, less than generous, less than humble, less than kind, less than so much on our side we can't even get a hold of it. And on accident, we, we get in these positions where we get in judgment 
We judge mm. him like, you know, I can't, well, that's just blah, blah. I'm mad at God. And all these things, and I, I hear mm. all of them, and I, I understand. I have come to understand about people being angry at God and, and all those kind of things. But, um, it, you know, if you work through it, work through it. But he's never done a thing for anybody to ever be angry ever if you understand what's happening and if yeah. you have the truth and if you have yeah. the right information. That's really good, man. Now, all of us could be mad at anybody. I could be mad at myself. I could be mad at you people. I could be mad at the Lord if I had half truth and misinformation, yeah. which is basically walking with Jesus today. <laughs> I just well, basically it, yeah. summarized the Christian life. I mean, they're just well, so, they're so, you know, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me. I will answer you. I will show you great and unsearchable things. and That you do not know. That you don't know. And there's a yeah. huge lack of curiosity in the body of Christ. It's like we come to church to conform. We walk in the doors and we're like, tell me what to think. And it is super dangerous. <laughs> it is super not wisdom. And it's not just in church. It's in any field. God did not. You know, my mother was this gifted teacher, this beautiful teacher. And she used to say a good teacher will teach. They won't, a good teacher won't teach someone what to think. A good teacher will teach someone how to think for themselves and think through things with the Lord. And most of the fault in culture basically is just thinking what other people think without stopping and asking your own questions, getting with the Holy spirit and say, explain it to me. Between you and me, in a language that I can understand, tell me what does that mean? I heard this person say, blah, 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 blah. What does that mean? And the Lord is more than happy. The Holy Spirit, his 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job is to lead us into truth. He's a translator. Come on. He loves questions. He loves questions. It is a regular, because because I love the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. and I do love the body of Christ, but we all have different languages. If there are 20 different churches, people are saying 20 different things. Nobody knows what anybody's saying. I am, inc- and I, but I love going in and out of different groups. It is, mm-hmm. it's got to be Jesus in me because it makes me so happy. I love it. I love differences. I love diversities. I love people that just think. I just love it. Yeah. But I'll get in very often. Somebody will say something that I'm like, that is insanity. But I've learned to ask the Lord, what does that mean? Like what? How do I understand that? And he'll translate it or he'll tell me it is insanity. <laughs> and this is what you yeah. need to do, you know, from yeah. here, you know, not everything's true. And so you just walk it out with the Lord. But that's so great. But anyway, this timelines and covenants is, is just, I all teasing aside, try to nutshell yeah. creation. It's, it's what I believe has happened in Eden. And I have to say this too. So going back to the encounter, these things were wild. I had never heard since I shared them with my mother who again, led me to the Lord was my, spiritual mentor <laughs> and um she just wept and wept and wept and um, then some of it scared her to death mm-hmm. and which is totally fine you know it's it's i had never heard anybody say it either and she uh, referenced me to my uncle andy my uncle andy is andrew womack who is a bible theologian and all-around phenomenon who i adore and he was super helpful yeah. and he was able to say you know look here look in ezekiel blah 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 look in blah 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 amazing and lo and behold he's an amazing bible teacher amazing person all mm-hmm. the way around he's just a he's a great um beautiful man but um lo and behold after all these years in the word it was all in the bible the whole time <laughs> i'm like <laughs> oh my but it's what jesus said over and over if you have eyes to see then see if you've got ears to hear, yeah. then hear. It takes the Holy Spirit 
giving us keys and teaching yeah, us good. all day long, every day to see what is in the Bible yeah. and has never been gone from the Bible. It's yeah. there. Absolutely. He has answered every question. He's given us more. He's an Ephesians 3.20 God. He doesn't withhold information. He doesn't withhold anything. He's got no withholding in him. He always does mm-hmm. more than we're asking for, more than we know how to ask for, more than we think, more than we know how to think about according to this power that's working in us. He always, that's just him. That's the way that he is. Mm-hmm. So it's all in the, in the scripture. And again, 13, 14 years of study, yeah. it's there. So it's Eden. It's the, the garden account. And what I believe happened actually in Eden, God is not this me that puts yeah. people who don't know what's right and wrong, gives them a test. That's, that is insane. But it's what we teach each other. Yeah. Yeah. And we come up with all sorts of crazy things, trying to... And again, I shouldn't, I don't mean to be irreverent with crazy. We come up with all sorts of things trying to understand. Yeah. Basically, that is terrifying. If you did that, that's scary. And it puts us in a posture on accident. You know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And if we think that the Lord sets people up for tests yeah. like that, when they don't even, they don't have, they didn't have what it takes. They didn't even know there was a devil. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then what the heck is with the devil in the, anyway. So that's yeah. in here too about, that was one of the questions I'm like, Whose good idea was it to make the devil? Like what? <laughs> what was that? You know. And and anyway, we since we're so fearfully and wonderfully made, if we have these misconceptions about the Lord, we live in fear of Him. Yeah. And we'll just—it's normal to not trust somebody who you have seen and in your perspective has set somebody else up to fail. That's normal. If I see somebody else intentionally setting an inferior person up to fail. Let's say that they're not as smart as they are. They're not as wonderful as they are. And they set them up to fail and they sit back and be like, well, we'll see if you love me or not. And then they look at me and they're like, you're next. I want to have a relationship with you. I'm like, oh my God. It's a psychopathic guy. Yeah, exactly. See ya. And again, no one, we love each other and we never teach each other that on purpose. Everybody's just taking their best shot at it. But I do feel like we need to ask more questions and we do need to know the word more. So, Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Timelines and Covenant starts with the, the garden encounter, and then it goes through the five major covenants of the old covenant mm-hmm. because they were building. That was a revelation to me. I had never seen that. But Noah, uh, Abraham got what Noah had. Noah had a little bitty bit. It was, it was not a great covenant, but it was the best that you know, God could do given the circumstance. <laughs> and so, but Abraham got what Noah got. Then Moses got what Abraham and Noah got. Then David got what... Mo- you know, it was yeah. building, and it, all of history is this crescendo to Jesus. Yeah, That's so good. <laughs> it just is this, I mean, he's the forte. He's the, I mean, he, he is literally, he's the darling of heaven. He is what all of this has been headed towards this entire time. It was Jesus. And we're just in the first coming of Jesus. So this thing is still headed somewhere yeah, to the second coming of Jesus. Now, Timelines and Covenants doesn't talk about that at all because I don't ask enough questions. I know virtually nothing. I haven't asked anything. I've been so wrapped up from Eden to now that, you know, honestly, it was in the writing of this that I was like, God, I've got squat about Revelation. Nothing. I literally never ask you any questions. And so, so Sounds like it's time to ask questions for the maybe. next 10 years. Guess <laughs> what I'll be doing for the, the next, next decade. But, um, well, t- can you tell us a little bit about the format that it's in now? Well, it's in a workbook format because I'm teaching it at um, Bethel Atlanta School of Supernatural Ministry first year. Oh, so yeah. you mean you could go to Bassum 
That's and exactly you could right. you could go to Bassam and actually be able to like sit through all of these right. anointed encounters. Yes, and and I've been teaching this bit by bit, but I just got it together yep. in the workbook. Now it's actually not completed because I wanted to teach it and tweak it and give my own feedback this entire year. So I tried out some new things. I don't know if they're working, but again, I was taking my best shot at teaching people how to think, not what to think. So it might be a little bit vague this first, not the teaching. The teaching is super helpful, but the workbook, but it's lots of keys. It's lots of questions like, then what does this mean? Then when the Bible says this, what does this mean? And how do you reconcile that God, because no one knew what God was like until Jesus came. Yeah, come on. We've got the benefit. We know, we have the benefit of Jesus. We, We have been exploring and discovering and studying God. Yeah. Beautifully and clearly for 2,000 plus years because we have Jesus. No one knew from Adam to Jesus. That's what the whole hall of fame that we love. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 11 is basically saying these people did not know. You should be very thankful. All this, this is what it's saying. This is how I translate it. Rachel Koontz say thank you. They laid their lives down. All they knew was the human race was in desperate need. We were in wild trouble. We needed a savior. And all they knew was that God was like, cooperate with me. Give me what I need to get Jesus here. Work with me. Hey, Isaiah, say this, prophesy this. (laughs) The, the Messiah is going to be born of a virgin. Can you imagine? He had to say that in a day where if prophecy didn't come true, you stoned the prophet. Yeah. You killed the prophets if prophecies didn't come true. And he right. prophesied that the Messiah was coming through a virgin. That has happened <laughs> once. Right. It's only going to happen once yeah, in human it. history. And I, say, I have wondered a million times, how many times, how many people did the Holy Spirit whisper that in their ear and they were just like, nope, thanks. I want to go home tonight. I've got a family. I'm serious. Yeah. But Isaiah, you know, stepped up and said that. And, and you know... All of creation was made with words. Right. God, that was one of the words that God scooped up. Jesus is the word made flesh. Yeah. That was one of the words that literally created our Jesus. That's beautiful. David yeah. talking about the Messiah being born in Bethlehem. David, period. He was just such a dream. I just, he is a definite favorite for sure in the old covenant. But David's life that he lived and all the prophecies, they're little bits of Jesus that God scooped up and it's how he created Jesus. The word made flesh. Jesus was prophesied for 4,000 years, came out of the mouth of man. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's too phenomenal to even do anything except for live in a posture of God, you're my favorite. Take me, I'm yours. (laughs) Whatever you say. (laughs) Yes. He's just. He's this brilliant, kind genius, this brilliant, beautiful, capable father. Like he's as brilliant as he is kind. He's as humble as he is brave. And he's just this, he's, he's, he's awesome. And, and he answers questions. So anyway, this is my best shot at explaining what in the world was going on in Eden. Number one, that's my favorite message. I throw Job in there, and he's not one of the major covenants, but so much horrible thinking comes from poor old Job. Yep. Yeah. I feel bad for Job. 
Job shouldn't get stuck with all the stuff that he gets stuck with. It's just, but he is misunderstood. And if you look at Job and if you see Job through what we now know in the new covenant, if you will look back and understand the old covenant through the old covenant, Job, whoa, Job was this picture of Jesus, this picture of the new, he's a picture of us. And so anyway, I, it, again, guys, it's, it's huge, but it's, it's my first shot, my best shot at it. I feel like, yeah, um, that's so exciting. I mean, I just being a first year student, you know, a couple few years back and like just these moments with Rachel were to die for you just waiting yeah. all year. Mm-hmm. And so she's put this into the, a book that's going to be, yeah, top priority. You got to get that for everybody. I love you. Thanks, know, kind Josh. Of <laughs> well, I've got a, I, I think I, I'd like, I need some help, like getting the actual book together. So I don't have anything to sell. I'm different than you, Josh. You're going to get her ready to sell. I'm going to teach it in, in another yeah. year. And I feel like I need some help, like really writing an actual book. Cause right now it's a workbook form, but it is doing what it needs to do for first year. And I'm having a blast teaching. I could just barely wait. Like I, it keeps me up at night. Yeah. Like thinking, Oh, we're about to get to <laughs> yeah. Moses. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to teach Moses. Yay. Well, one of the things I really get excited about when I, when I start thinking about this and, and well, for one, you know, going through the school and listening to, you know, getting feedbacks from students is, you know, already really fun. I've graded some books, which has been really, you know, or some workbooks and gotten some feedback and it's really been neat. But I think to me, when I start thinking about how, um, what kind of effect this is going to have in the body, I really feel, I I really feel like just some, the things, some things that need to, um, that have restricted the body in the, in, in the mind restricted the church from thinking properly about things that it's really going to, it's going to create a domino effect and people are going to really start to see the, the character of, of, of a good, good father. When you start singing that song, you know, sometimes you look around and you think really, really, you know, like there, that might, there might be something that's contradictory. And I really feel like this is going to really crack the lid off of, uh, off of, um, really a generation of people and people really begin to see even that God really is better than they, than they could ever think or imagine or honestly even come up with. Because so. when you know and love him, you yep. sing those songs and you take a lot by faith. You do. Just because you're like, I know you. I am. I have encountered you. Mm-hmm. I understand you. I don't understand everything, but I'm happy. to. I, of course, that's true about you. But then to find out that factually down on paper, there was a story going on. It is, it's wildly liberating. I attribute this encounter to... Um, me being able to trust the Lord in my adult life. Like I was having serious trust issues Yeah. just cause I did. I just had so much that I didn't understand. And this one encounter after all of this time has resulted in me having the grace and the power to be like, father, whatever you say, I'm fine. Move across the country. Absolutely. Come on kids. Jump in. Yeah. You know, I mean, whatever it is that he's said to do, yeah. I've been able through the grace of Jesus. Yeah. Through the power of Jesus and just knowing how much he, and how innocent he is and how much he loves us, I've been able to say, absolutely, like you had me at, at hello. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I say this in the, the beginning page, but I love this. No relationship can prosper without both members of that relationship endeavoring to understand where the other is coming from. Why do they say what they say? Why do they do what they do? Our relationship with God is no exception. And then it goes on. But I love this idea. And I've, I've discovered this with the Lord that 
we see every, we, we are the children of God. We are children, sometimes toddlers of God. <laughs> we, For real. Our entire reality is through our perspective. <laughs> and we're human. So we are flawed all over the place. I am as capable of being a cannibal as every cannibal that's alive and living on the planet right now. I am a human being. I am wildly flawed in my humanity. And God is not flawed at all. He is perfect and has always been perfect. And somehow we want to judge him through our perspective. It makes no sense. That's a really good way to say that. And there's not one relationship on the planet, not husband and wife, not friend relationship, not sister relationship, not sister brother, not acquaintance relationship that will do well if your one reality is your reality in the relationship. If you do not stop and endeavor to say, why do you do that? What are you doing? Who are you? What are your perspectives? Your relationship is going to stink. But somehow we have excluded that truth. Because that's true. Would you guys agree, you guys mm-hmm. agree yeah. that that's yep. true? That's absolutely true. We're married. We know. you. A, a happy marriage is a marriage that is like, I'm going to stop. I understand I'm only seeing my side of the story. And if I don't see your side of the story, we will not do well. I have Such to see things from your perspective. And so we know that in our human relationships. Yeah. But we have just been like, we've just excluded it. That truth from our, the most important relationship, our primary relationship with Jesus. We don't ever ask, Father, why did you do that? What were you doing? How did you feel? I mean, there are three times in the Old Covenant where God says, my heart was broken. He says three times that I I know of where he was like, I never imagined that you people would stoop that low. I mean... And we don't ever, he, I mean, he's communicating. He's letting us know, oh my gosh, I feel away. Like I have a perspective. I was there. I felt the pain of that. And it's like we just, it, it never crosses our mind to consider his side of the story. So timelines and covenants, that's another big deal is to present about, uh, there's a whole present person that is orchestrating this whole thing. And he has very strong views on yeah. things. He has very strong <laughs> well, opinions. It's... We should probably ask him what they are. <laughs> well, it's just why encounters are so important mm-hmm. yeah. because that's a, a you know, an open communication between you and the father, the son and the Holy spirit to give you an understanding of not only where he's coming from, but, but, but just as important as where he wants to take you. And where you want to go. So, oh my gosh, this is so great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'm this. hopefully in a year, in 12 months, I will have something together like Josh does. I'll be yeah. fundraising. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> but yeah. that's timelines and covenants. So, yeah, you know, I got a comment just that, you know, I think like it's neat that in our culture, some of these books that are coming out, like Blake Healy's The Veil and all these other books. And, you know, I'm going to leave a list actually on, on the podcast of a bunch of different books, but a lot of them are coming out and they are, they are not necessarily theology. Um, they're actually permission. They're like, this is what I experienced. And so that gives you the permission to go after these experiences and, uh, you know, God isn't a respecter of persons and it's, it's, you know, he's doing this in our generation. Like, let's talk about it, you know? Right. So, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with theology and seminary gets a bad rap, but you know, but these books <laughs> are literally, um, you know, just like, this is, this is how I've experienced God. And, and it's, and it's actually pulled me into who I am today. And, um, 
and these experiences, but it won't do the same thing for you. <laughs> It'll actually, you know, we're not giving you a, here's a how to step-by-step program. It's yeah. actually more like a, here's just, you have permission to experience God and have, and, and if anything's yeah. holding you back from that, stop, stop that, you know, let, you know, take the, take the limits off and run after, after everything that God is in your life. Cause you're going to have some wild experiences if you're open to it. Yeah. That's awesome. So just a, like, couple, can I just graze over some some people well, and, and, and some is, of the books that are being written? Is that, a, is that okay if oh I do, yeah. take a little bit of time to do that? This is a preview to come. Like, we're going to have these yeah. people on well, uh, BA Chats and we've because, had again, someone. we're so rich. I mean, we are rich. The, and mm-hmm. these books are not – they are profitable, beautiful books. So these yeah. are some things coming up. Yeah, so um, we've, uh, we've had Abigail – um, Holt Jennings on, and she has a book called Conversations in Heaven. Right. Um, that's coming out. Jen Stockman, who's been on the show, she has a book coming out in early December, The War on Your Voice. Right. Um, and then, uh, can you pronounce this name for me? Because I don't. Leah. Leah. Leah Lesesny. Leah Lesesny. Oh, Leah. Star Wars. So, <laughs> so just like, like Star Wars. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So what is her, her her book about? Do you know? She's got three books out. What? So, yeah. Three? Or, or she's got at least two. And I know oh the third gosh. one is, is out, maybe due out today or something. But wow. um, but yeah, it's a, and they're great books. The, the first two are about health and well-being. Health, yeah. And, um, 60 Days to yeah. Complete Wellness. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Losing losing weight through positive self-talk. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Whoa. Okay, I um, need to know where to get that one. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keys to Inner Healing, that's yeah. another one of hers. And then, of course, we've had Sherry Lewis on the show. Sherry, Lewis Sherry has got a ton of books out there, um, and even like Christian motivational books as well. Blake Healy has his book, a new, a new book coming out uh, at the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Heather Ross, who's in our body. Heather Ross that I love. She's in my department. I love her. Cara Almond, oh yep. my goodness. Joy, Joy Warren. Warren. These are all people that have written books and, mm-hmm. and haven't published. And then our very own, we have our sound guy, all around technology genius, mm-hmm. Roger Sisk, has produced a film, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Forget writing a book. Roger just made a film. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a guest coming up, too. Can you tell us about Joy? Is it? Marie Joy. Marie She's going to okay, come okay. and talk about some of her projects. She's just involved in so many things here Film. in the movie industry. So um, wow. it'll just be so much fun to hear all, of, all about her adventures, I'm sure. So. Okay. Well, we are a creative group of folks mm-hmm. and just with a wealth of um, – I love what you were saying, Josh. This is really – these things, hopefully they serve as an introduction to a person, yeah. not just more things to think. Oh, yeah. You know, but just a, hey – Jesus is a whole person. He's got a whole bunch of relationship for you and he. Absolutely. <laughs> so, okay, guys, that's BA Chats for tonight. My goodness, Josh, thanks. Yeah, no thank 300- you for Oh, my goodness. Thanks for having The show was Josh's <laughs> yeah, idea. Exactly. Thanks for having, thanks for having me Josh. on my show. Any old time. <laughs> Any old time, man. <laughs> That's so funny. 365 days of encounters. And tell us one yeah. more time, when is the book out? Uh, so late November, early December. Great. Definitely. Okay, so, so we'll keep you up on how to get that. Uh, that's just in time for Christmas, right? It is, definitely. I'm, that yeah. sounds like a stock and like, stuff, but to me. A couple of cases, <laughs> man, be throwing those things out. Like, da, da, da. That would be awesome. 
That'll be so good. And you guys, again, stay tuned for just lots of authors and lots of producers and just yep. creatives all around, and, and we'll just keep you in the know. We definitely will. So, hey, don't forget to thank you so much for people who are writing in or emailing us in your testimonies. Please keep them coming. We would love to be able to refresh that every time we get on the a podcast and tell people about what miracles God is doing so we can give an invitation for somebody else to have one too. Bethel, uh, it's bhats at bethelatlanta.com. Send us your emails. We want to hear what God is doing in your life. Well, and Josh, before we get off, why don't we release encounters for people? Because I oh, mean, yeah. again, we just, we just did two major works um, mm-hmm. about encounters. And so let's release, this has changed my life. I am, mm-hmm. I am, would not be, I might, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even like to think about where I'd be had the Lord not just taken me aside and explained so much to me. Mm-hmm. So let's release that. You want to? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Go for it. You know, I, I just heard the Lord saying, uh, he's reminded me of this thing from Chris Ballatin about being present. Uh, Chris Ballatin had his own experience with the Lord talking to him about being present. And uh, anyway, I just feel like God wants to give that to someone out there as a gift to just to be, be able to be present, be in this moment with him where that's where eternity is. And I believe he's going to show that to you. Wow. And so, um, so yeah, in, in Jesus name, I just pray for peace and for the reality of the absolute eternity in this moment to be available to those out there. I, I just pray that anybody that's hungry for spiritual realities, Lord God, I just pray for them specifically mm-hmm. that they would be able to experience and hear. And then even even the little things would begin to, that they would begin to value those so that they could grow and grow and they could just water that and it would grow into these moments of these trees that give shade and, and can even, uh, you know, when they share, other people can be inspired by uh, their experiences as well, Lord God, uh, just you know, let let them lead others and and give others permission because of what they've experienced, Lord. More encounters, Lord. Just thank you, Lord God, that there's no shortage in heaven on encounters that everyone listening can have all that they want. Um, 365 isn't even enough, and it just <laughs> keeps going. Uh, so, Lord, so just, great. just let us do life every day, every moment with you in Jesus' name. Sir, I release specifically into the body of Christ that um, he's real. Hmm. He is real. This is actually, actually happening. The Holy Spirit is real. He is a, he's a person. And Father, thank you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We just are happy to be reminded that you um, are not stale. And you are not just somebody to be taught about, but you are you are yeah, an actual so person that loves and longs for connection, that loves and longs for relationship, that loves and longs for for truth. So, sir, I just release that into the body of Christ. Just awake, just wake up. Yes. Wake up, wake up to the one that loves you. Wake up to the one that loves you, Father. I thank you for just tangible love all over the planet to everybody that's listening just tangible the tangible love of you that would lay your life down if you did that my goodness you're not going to withhold anything you don't have it in you you're not a withholder so sir i thank you i release just a beautiful encounter of seeing that you you don't do things like we do so that thing that causes us to project the way that we do things onto you father i just i 
I thank you for breaking through that. Yeah. I thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you for opening our ears. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. You're kind and you're wonderful to stick with us and to stay with us and love us and and just constantly be pouring over us and encountering us and pursuing us all the time. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you very much. We just bless you. We bless you. We bless you. I feel like somebody's back is being healed right now. And I feel like this, somebody had had surgery even on at least two discs and they were in really bad shape. And um, you have been hurting for certain. And I feel like the Lord... Right now, I can see him putting his hand, it's on your lower back, and I can see him putting his hand on your back, and you know that hand that he puts on your back, that's the hand that made those discs, Mm, and I can see those discs just responding so beautifully. They're just happy. (laughs) They're happy, vibrant, full, fleshy discs at the, the, the touch of Jesus, and you are being healed right now, and I feel like you can even feel it. I would say get up and do something different, but you're feeling it wildly. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that, sir. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting a a word as well. Just like uh, um, someone, you heard the title of Jen's book, The War on Your Voice, and and you said, oh, I got to read that. And the reason (laughs) is because God is releasing your voice, uh, and, and I believe those opportunities are coming your way. Um, I believe that, uh, maybe there was a physical problem with your voice and, uh, but God wants to heal that now and yeah, yeah, let's pray for that to be healed in Jesus name. Yeah. So there's a couple things I was hearing too. Um, one of the, um, I felt like there's a, there's some people that are listening that, um, you've had some, some old thought patterns that just are not consistent with God's character and, um, you've believed them for a while and, um, and and, and you, you're starting to doubt that that's actually truth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the Lord is just releasing you into actually, um, laughing about them. <laughs> and that I feel like he's going to release a, an, an amount of joy. That's going to bring you freedom. He's going to, you're going to have an encounter with him, um, because, because of joy and truth. And he's going to show you and just unveil to you, um, his true nature. And, um, you're going to, um, you're going to begin to see, see in a completely different lens, um, that's the one thing. And then the second thing is that I, I was also seeing some people who are battling with some just um, old addictive patterns. doesn't matter what it is, whether it's like biting your nails or just drinking too much coffee or, or the, there's just something habitually that you're doing all, all of the time. And um, the, I just saw that the Lord was just releasing his joy and his peace um, into those, into those addictions and that they're being broken right now. So, uh, so just, um, so just, um, open up your hands and receive them. And the way I'm just going to ask you to just kind of activate and release into that is literally to, is to laugh. Um, because the joy of the Lord, the Bible says is your strength. Um, so just be, just begin, begin to laugh because, um, at, in the, you're the winner. Um, at the very, we, I've read the end of the book, we win. And so begin to rejoice because you've already won. So That's those awesome. are a couple things I was just saying. That's yeah. awesome. I feel like there's some culture shapers and you're at the tippity top and you're culture shapers and you're hearing this. And I, I heard a thought cross your mind that said, I have too much to lose to change my mind at this point. And that's not uh-huh. true. It's not true. Yeah. You're at the right place at the right time and you're the right person and you are hearing the Lord. Um, with whatever it is that he's ministering to you, good grief. You don't have anything to lose. You you need to you need to just 
do what the Lord is asking you to do and just go along with him. He loves you. You can trust him. He's completely and totally trustworthy. Yes. Okay. That's so great. Wow. BA chats, baby. Bring it on. You guys just received (laughs) that. And please email us. BA chats at BethelAtlanta.com. We would love to hear your testimonies. Um, from this session or any other session, uh, any other chat that we've had, we'd love to hear what God is doing your voice so we can turn and then release it out and let him do it again uh, in your life. So thanks for tuning in in to BA Chats. You guys remember that Jesus loves you. And we love you too.